You are now listening to the Cinnamon and Sugar Podcast featuring D'Angelo Williams and Gary Barnage. You push play and they'll push the limits. Hey, it's your boy Tom here and we are back with another episode of the Cinnamon and Sugar Podcast. Woo, fellas, fellas, fellas. How did y'all feel about that satanic ritual that we saw? I'm just kidding. Hold, 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 on, hold, hold on, hold on, hold on, Tom. Hold on, Tom. I want to introduce our guest. Chanel is our guest. Uh, she's here because she's a female. I want to dive right into this. I, I don't want to wait. Uh, time. Oh, oh, in case you're wondering, he's hijacking the podcast time. Oh, hundred percent. I hundred percent time. I, there's a few things that I need to get off my chest. One, I, this is an open letter. I want to read this open letter. I've committed it to memory, and I want to say this, Gary. This is to you and to everybody else, dear white people. When somebody invites you to a Super Bowl party and they say bring whatever everybody does not have to bring dip and chips okay I literally said hey this is what we're having as a main course everybody brings sides everybody that's white text me on the side and said that they was bringing dips and chip and their explanation was is that it's a Super Bowl party. You don't think that the people that's throwing the party going to have that already? Well, that's why you should just say, hey, bring an actual side for I, dinner. Look, no, nah, uh-uh. I'm, look, this, I'm, this, I'm taking, you speaking for all white people today, Gary. That's you, that's your role today, <laughs> is you speaking for all white people. Why the hell y'all show up with chips and dip? But then, look, I, I, don't even try, Gary. Don't even try. You know what they show up with, Gary? I'm going to tell you what they show up with. And I'm talking about they as in you, white people. Didn't nobody cook. Everybody stopped by the local grocery store. French onion dip. Why? Why? Why, Gary? Why? Explain it. It's the easiest thing to get. You don't have to cook. You just stop by, grab it, and go. That's why you don't. That's why you say, "Hey, don't bring dips." You tell them, "Hey, don't bring dips. I got it." And you preface that so you don't have to worry about it. And you say, hey, I got the dips covered. I got the wings or whatever covered. You bring a side for dinner. And then nobody will bring dips. You're good. Hey, hold on, hold on. Just to kind of get the dip and chip thing as a black culture, we don't do chip and dip how y'all do chip and dip. Correct. Thank you. So 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 that's why he is like, don't bring dip and chip. That's kind of like a already, that's already a go-to thing because we actually make, make, Homemade. Go ahead. Go ahead. Give it to him. Go ahead and give it to him, Chanel. It actually has meat in it. So it's kind of like a main dish in a sense because it has ground beef. Mm-hmm. And so in the black culture, we rarely eat yes. dip out of a jar. I do not buy dip out of a jar. Jar, you won't see me with it. I don't. If you told me to try, I would not because I like. Real homemade cheese dip with ground beef. So what so, if you do both? <laughs> I do both. Hold on, hold on, hold on. There's no such thing as both in the black culture. <laughs> hey, oh, we need to adopt that. Stop hey, you been ripping the gold now. Look, look, because this is the thing. Because I, 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 I started laughing because I was like, hold on, I made, I got some dip. But I, made, <laughs> I made homemade buffalo chicken dip 
I'm talking about I bought a rotisserie chicken, shredded the meat, bought ranch, bought uh, cream cheese, mixed it all together, and I, you know, added buffalo sauce and made my own dip in the oven. So that that counts for something, right? Well, that does. Uh, you, for one, you added cream cheese, so you ruined it. Uh, <laughs> you don't add cream cheese. <laughs> Use real cheese. <laughs> uh, that's, that's the recipe. It's cream cheese. He just said dip trash, bro. He just said your dip trash. <laughs> he just said your dip trash. Well, I, I'm not a cream cheese guy, so like anything with cream cheese, ugh, I'm over it. But no, no, that's just the recipe. when I say both, because we do the Velveeta, we do ground beef, we do all that stuff dip as well. With what cheese. is we, Gary? Me and my dad. Okay, but right. you got well, this. No, 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 don't you, don't you start that shit. Don't you, uh, 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 uh don't start that. Uh, we got cup. Don't take you. <laughs> he hates when I say that, but I am one and a half percent West African. He doesn't want to give it to me. So I'm going to tell you what Gary has is a luxury of that are not, not a lot of dear white people have. Okay. The 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 know-how or the friends that have a different culture to try other dips to be like, oh yeah, you know, nah, uh-uh. So that's why they stopped. But I'm gonna tell you what we had a plethora of though, Gary, which which drives me crazy also about white people. This is still my open letter to white people concerning the Super Bowl. If white people know that there's a certain dessert that you like. Just know that you're going to be bombarded with said dessert. I'm going to tell you what I'm talking about here, Chanel. Just follow me. Everybody that knows me know that I love donuts. I don't just love any donuts. I love donuts, though. For the Super Bowl, Gary, why did we have 7,000 dozens of donuts from different grocery stores? From like They don't even have audacity to stop at one of the popular donut spots that specialize in donuts. These are donuts from the grocery store, donuts from the gas station, like no pride in the selection at all. But if it's a donut that says donut on the box, damn it, we taking it to D'Angelo's house. I appreciate the effort, white people. I really do. I really do appreciate the effort. But we got to do better. Well, like, it doesn't sound like you appreciate it. Was it glazed or was it a, a, a assorted? Assorted. You know, ain't no damn. Ain't no. You know they go assorted. You know they go assorted. You know they go assorted. They ain't gonna. Okay, I, I like. They know I eat glazed. So so okay. In the black culture, we just that, like glazed. Thank you. That, it's so black history. Like it's it's all. We don't, we don't like the feeling because we don't like squishy things right in our mouth. Um. Wow. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I mean, honestly, I do not. Uh, uh, I mean, who wants jelly to squirt it in their mouth? Like, the ill. Um, we... Dee's rolling on his uh on the ground over here, basically. <laughs> We've been friends for like over twenty years, so like he knows I'm gonna say some yep. stuff. But I'm gonna be real though. I'm gonna be real. I don't that, know. That's all we ask. I don't know how to be anything but real. Um, <sighs> I, I mean, we look, we love sweets, we love candy, but we don't like sprinkles. 
and <laughs> taste. I mean, what is it called? Icing on our Gary doesn't care about like chocolate donuts. Gary doesn't care about it. He eating it for We'd rather have chocolate cake than chocolate covered donuts. Like we don't do the whole chocolate covered stuff. So 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 it sounds like to me that y'all don't like trying new things. No. Hold up! Did you, you, hold on. Did you say y'all? Like you talking about like me and shit? Nonsense! If you put, if you put, if you if you put, like I, I work, I work with black people. I we we're, we're <laughs> only two. <laughs> if you were to put down a, I do. I, I work at Parks and Rec, so there's more. more there's uh. I'm probably about 70% African-American in the recreation department. Mostly, almost 100, uh, 75, about 70%. And then we have the golf, the tennis, and all those guys are white. But uh, if you put the donuts down, black people are going to get just glazed. My boss buys nothing but glaze. They're gone. Thank yeah. you, Sam. When you buy the assorted, they're, they're going to sit there. Yeah, so, the, uh, now the other thirty percent eat the assorted. So, so, yeah. so, so, from my experiences, and D knows this from traveling with a bunch of other NFL guys, <laughs> they do not want to try anything different food wise. They want to stick to what True. we know. True. They will not try any other kind of food. So that's why I'm, that's why I said they don't want to try the other donuts. They may like them if they tried them, but they don't want to because they know they like glaze. Why you got to put all that good. shit on a donut, bro? Why? Why you got to put all that shit on a donut? It's already sweet. Why you I, I agree. Hey, I, I'm, I'm all for glaze. I love if you can get me a hot sign, Krispy Kreme glaze, that's all I need. I don't need anything else. But, but that, if, that's if, not what we're talking about, Gary. It's the other shit that you eat, bro. Like with bacon I, I, and all that stuff. That's the thing. No, I don't eat with bacon. That, you don't mix those two. Now, I'll eat I'll eat like with the, the frosting on it. I'll try all that stuff. I do like some of the jelly ones and stuff like that. But like, I think the thing is, like I said, when we travel, D ain't trying anything new. I try to get him to try yeah, new no. food all the time. But it's, nah. it's just, but is that is that a culture it, thing? Y'all, y'all don't want to try texture, new food? It's a texture thing. <laughs> or, or is it y'all just you just you just want to stick to what you know? And I don't like how you say y'all. I like I feel like I should be offended. Now I've had to learn. I've had to learn to try new things, but not. I don't deviate too far off. Mm. Like, but I've learned to try new things in in different cultures because mm. I feel like we are kind of stuck in the box. Yes. Okay, so oh, oh, hold on, hold on, because I have one one guy that I've traveled with multiple times, not D, but somebody else. Uh, he all the time been with him so many times. He only ever orders chicken tenders or hamburger in any country we're in yeah, he with fries. He, he won't try anything else. Yeah, yeah, like I don't think I. <laughs> that's that's, a, that's one of them. We we got them in every culture, like them eyeballs, like that ain't yeah. <laughs> no, I know what you're saying. Eater, I'm a picky eater, but I've learned to to have a different exquisite taste. But I like I didn't like didn't think I would like lamb until I tried it, and once I tried it, it's a, I order lamb at least once a month. Mm -hmm. Look at that. So <laughs> so, um, Gary. So that answers D'Angelo's question. He said, "Why do white people only bring one thing when they know a dessert you like?" 
because they know you don't want to try anything else. Correct. But I, but they know damn well I don't eat assorted donuts, though. I just want glaze, bro. And here's the thing, too, Gary, because I was going to let this go. I was going to let this go until the time you brought this shit back. I was trying to be cool. I was trying to let it die, die down so we can go to the next topic. But here's the thing. The same shit that you put on ice cream, you shouldn't be able to put on a fucking donut, okay? So why do you put sprinkles and all this unnecessary stuff on a donut? Because if a donut's good, all you need is the glaze. That's the that's where we started from, Gary. And that's where we should have damn stopped. There's we should have stopped extra. at glaze. Extra's good. If it's all good, why add extra? Let's go. But again, it's just try it. You don't have to like it. But that's the thing. I don't have to try it. I don't have to try it not to like it, Gary. That's the problem right here. You will fuck up your taste buds and not like something. Then I'd rather just not even go that far to even do it. Just eat and a plantain. And and then I I say this. I say this. And then I don't I don't know about your household, D'Angelo, but I know mine. <laughs> and my parents was not going to buy us any assort. We never. They weren't gonna bring that in the house. Not because. We didn't like her or didn't try. They just never brought it in the house. So as a black person, I feel like sometimes most of us grew up the same. As a black person, we didn't grow up having those assorted donuts brought in the house. My dad was going to get glazed and that's it for breakfast and that, that, you know, or whenever he was just buying glaze. So we didn't grow up with assorted donuts. <laughs> yeah, no, but it, so, it, so it's a culture thing, but that, you didn't want to try something different. It's what you found your light well, stay with. You didn't want to. You didn't want to well, deviate. It was just all that we were exposed to. Correct. If you want to put hey. it. So we well, I know for, for my mom, she didn't want to give us options. She didn't want to give us options because she didn't want us fighting over who got what donuts. So everybody got glazed donuts. Everybody so so you, donuts. so you do the same thing, Tom. You don't eat glaze. I mean, you, you don't. Yeah. Glaze is my favorite. I'll, I'll I'll eat a raspberry jelly donut, but that's about it. But I'll eat them all, but I think to me the best is a hot, freshly cooked glaze is the best. But I will eat all of them. It don't matter. But at least you at least you can't you complain about getting all this stuff brought to your house. You know dang well if you would have invited me and I would have been there. You ain't getting nothing from me. I ain't bringing nothing. I'm, I'm okay with that. I'm okay with that. I I am okay with that. And that's what that's what that's what's different about parties within the culture like here's what i mean if i invited a whole bunch of black people to a super bowl party and told them to bring something we finna have 742,000 drinks because everybody's showing up with drinks in fact it's gonna probably be what they drink it's gonna either be alcohol it's gonna be so like you're gonna have a whole bunch of those and it's gonna be plates and cups Plates, cups, and damn drinks is what you're going to have. You know why that's why you're going to have? Because ain't nobody trying to put themselves out there on cooking because we judge each other based on how they cook. Ain't nobody doing that. We And, and that's why it's funny to me that, like, white people just stop by the store real quick because they got a little bit of that, but, like, not enough for them not to do nothing. I can see that. That's why I think it's funny. But here's the thing now. Here's the thing. And I I, want to get to this. And this is why Chanel is on the podcast today, ladies and gentlemen. Chanel is on the podcast today because D'Angelo Williams had an issue with the halftime show. Okay. Everybody know that Rihanna was performing at the halftime. Before we even get into that, 
how would you rate this halftime performance, Gary? And I would love to hear Tom and Chanel what y'all rate this halftime show. She sounded good. On the scale of one to ten, on the scale of one to ten, where does Rihanna rank it on that scale on this halftime show? I'm moving the needle. Before we do that, real quick, let me let me put out a PSA for everybody. Stop letting the internet control your life. I saw this picture shared of Rihanna wearing a shirt that had mind control in the shape of an upside down cross. And the original poster posted it. Rihanna arriving at the Super Bowl halftime show is going to be a satanic ritual. And I saw that thing got shared millions of times. And all these people were talking about it. And if you just Google search Rihanna mind control shirt, that picture was from 2012. But because one person posted on the internet and it spread, it's like now this whole idea, you know, there's already the satanic ritual ideas and stuff, but it's like, stop. Stop letting the internet <laughs> ruin your world. There's already enough craziness going on. All that being said, I rated it like a six to a seven because okay. I like her voice out. I just don't think she could do as much because she was pregnant. So that took away a lot of my appeal for Rihanna, which is like her dancing abilities. So I that's where I'm at. Okay. I give it a, I give it about a seven. And that's just because I wanted her to dance, move. This is the first time we were seeing Rihanna back um, in a very long time. And after postpartum, which after a child um, that's not even a year old, it's like waiting for Serena to come back to tennis. Um, But because she wasn't dancing and moving, it kind of caught her eye like, well, she's not moving as much as she normally would. And then we saw the bump. And it was like, oh, that's why she's not moving. And you know what? Oh, she really pregnant because she's not moving. It's just very like subtle. Like we still gonna move with the crew, but not too much. Like so, y'all, yeah. y'all are being generous. Yeah, what you rated? <laughs> so I would say her voice was a nine, but the performance was a four. So what are you writing that performance, Gary? I'm gonna say a four and a half. <laughs> just because it's it's not gonna be a memorable performance nobody's going to remember it five years down the road you're not it's, it's going to be washed away you're not going to even remember any of it and that's what i rate Super Bowl. if it's rememberable it's going to be high up i think a seven would be rememberable i don't think a four is going to be rememberable so i would probably say four and a half i think her voice was amazing she sounded great but the performance itself was not entertaining but I I, like y'all said limited because she couldn't do Look, her normal stuff Look, I'm I'm gonna tell y'all, and, and this is respectfully. This is respectfully, and this is the God honest truth, man. Fuck you, Gary. <laughs> fuck you, Chanel, and fuck you, Tom. This is why y'all are unbelievable. We're not comparing Rihanna to the things that she's going through when we compare her halftime show. We're comparing her to Michael Jackson. We're comparing her to Prince. Like you can't say that this is a seven, seven and a half, but then say Michael Jackson and Prince is a 10. That's bullshit. Just because she just now coming back and we know the backstories in history, nobody's going to remember that. They're going to look at it for the halftime show that it is. So for y'all to say that this was a seven and a half or four and a half, this doesn't move the needle at all. I'm so pissed off. You I feel cheated. I think feel a four moves the needle. 
Yes. No, she, it doesn't. Hey, one at best. One at best. Okay, she floated. She pregnant. Big deal. That's what happened when you had sex. Not only that, she was on the platform. Last year was a hundred times better than the performance that y'all just gave me. Just because she was pregnant and she wanted to announce some personal business on a national scale does not give her the right to be a seven, seven and a half. If we was expecting her ass to dance, she should have danced. We're not giving her a pass because she's pregnant. She should have told him that before she took the job. We should have got somebody. This was a piss poor performance. It was a one, and we shouldn't even be talking about this aspect of it. What we should be talking about is the fact that she's pregnant. Not that she's pregnant, but the fact that nobody knew she was pregnant, and when you went online, all the women was like, hey, is she, and never said the word pregnant. But every guy that said that she was pregnant got an itch. Everybody was like, oh, I can't believe you body shaming her. We're like, damn, she looked pregnant. We don't know. We don't know. Like, hey, but she does look pregnant. Why are you getting mad at guys for saying you look pregnant when women are like, ooh, something's going on there. We don't know. But, like, because what, what? That's what I'm mad about. Okay, well, listen, there's a couple of reasons why. I'm a woman. I've had a baby. When I got pregnant at 24, you really couldn't tell until I was five, six months along that I was pregnant because I was petite then. Um, now that I'm older, 39, my body is just the same as it was when I was 24. I hold my weight different, meaning I carry my weight in my upper body. So, Whereas most people care, most women, I'm, I'm apple shaped is what they call. Most women who are pear shaped, <laughs> care, it, it's the health thing. But most women who carry their weight in their hips and their butts, um, they call them pear shaped. So I'm a woman, I carry my, my weight up top. My legs are just natural, kind of normal, not real hippie, not real. I don't have a big butt. So me, I look five months pregnant. I am not pregnant, okay? But also in that, when women are kind of hesitant to say, is she pregnant, it's because we all know that different women come with different health issues when it comes to women's health. So a person may have fibroids. Well, if they have fibroid tumors, some of us can look more pregnant and bloated because of those things. Also, Rihanna just had a baby. It hasn't even been a year yet. Maybe she had lost her baby weight. Some of us know what it is. So, now listen to me. Some of us may know what it is to not lose your baby weight. And people say, girl, you pregnant? I mean, people have said that to me. And I'm like, pregnant? Like, where did you get that from? Just because, you know, I exhaled and my stomach poking out. And I'm not going <laughs> to Like, you know, I have to wear a girdle. Like, but seriously, though, like, I, and then, and then on the flip side of this, I, I know y'all are men, but if, if a woman, you know, people talk about natural birth versus C-section birth. So once you have a C-section birth and you get that cut and then your stomach, most women, their stomachs don't, they just, at the, underneath the C-section scar, your stomach stops right there. And it's just kind of, it doesn't really um, naturally form the way that it's supposed to. So you might have more of a protruding stomach than a flabby stomach. Mine is more of a protrude, like it doesn't, Sag, it doesn't, um, it's not just real flabby, you know. Y'all know, well, y'all may not know, but <laughs> some women just have different shapes, and that's why we're like, ooh, I don't know. You think about PCOS, 
PCO, yeah, PCOS. Anyway, women suffer from those things, and that's why women are so hesitant to say, well, she might be pregnant or she might be having a bad day. She might be having a health issue that is requiring her stomach to be more bloated than what it is. I mean, women have fibroids the size of, of uh, softballs. Um, they have them bigger. I mean, I've seen women who literally have pregnant bellies who just literally have a fibroid that big. So that could be why they were hesitant to basically say, mm, well, she hasn't said it, so let's just wait until what see what the reports say because I don't want you guys saying I'm pregnant and I haven't told you. So guys are just going to say it how they see it. We don't we don't sugarcoat. That's the thing. That's the that's the difference between the two. Because look, we don't think, hey, she looks pregnant. She's pregnant. That's what. And then here's my thought on how I why I thought she was pregnant. It has nothing to do with she had the belly, but but she had it open for everybody to see. If, if you were dealing with something else that you weren't pregnant, you're not going to wear something where you're revealing all that. I thought it was revealed on purpose to show that she's pregnant. That is why I said she's pregnant. Gary, Gary, bro, I, we're sitting there watching it, bro, live. And I go, damn, is Rihanna pregnant? I got hit. I'm like, damn, you don't say that. You don't know she just had a baby. And I'm like, well, damn, she looked pregnant. I got hit again. I'm like, hey. <laughs> she was revealing to everybody. If she was something, I feel like she would have covered it up and wouldn't have wore something as revealing I, because she wouldn't want everybody to see if she was dealing with something. I don't know. Now, I agree. I agree with that 100%, Gary, because I was just like, yeah, so first I was like, no, nah, she can't be pregnant. Maybe it's just the way or whatever she has on. But I definitely think she was show, showing it off simply because the bustier or whatever she had around her breast basically didn't cover that it's mm -hmm. just like it's round it's unzipped it's out like boom i'm here we here and that's what now i did think like y'all but i just think that a lot of women were hesitant to say it because we know what could possibly come along with saying it out loud but we definitely were thinking it because she yeah. definitely looked 100 pregnant i know so, time that's a whole i know time that's something you want to say this is how my group chat went with my guy friends <laughs> One guy said, man, Rihanna could get it. One guy responded, Stan Drew, as he listened to the podcast, she responded, looks like she's already been getting it. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to Exactly how guys thought about that situation. Right, but, the, but, here, but here's the thing, though. This is what's crazy, Chanel, and I'm asking you, as a guy, as a guy, if we're thinking that one of our friends is pregnant, and we, we're not sure... How do we go about asking them if they're pregnant without asking them if they're pregnant or health issues? Like, I, I just want to know because you can't. That's what she's saying. <laughs> it's it's hard. It's 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 hard. Um, because basically, you gotta know your friend. Um, because if you ask me as a friend, and we've been friends since seventh grade. And you say, "Dang, Chanel, you pregnant?" I'm just gonna say yes, no, or f you. Like, well, I knew, you, I knew when you was pregnant. <laughs> right, you knew. I told you she was pregnant before she yeah. said she was pregnant. Yeah, but, but that's just how we are. I mean, because yeah. we're that close. But I mean, just generally stating, like, I, just a few months ago, this lady was like, "Oh, you're getting so big," and I'm like, "Yeah, like." I've been stressed out like I've been over. <laughs> so yes, <laughs> I'm big. But because again, I carry my weight differently. It it holds my stuff. Like if you guys see my dad, he has a big stomach. I'm shaped like my dad, like everything. 
And I don't, I mean, I just literally carry my weight at the at, at the upper part. And she was like, are you pregnant? Is there a little one in there? I'm like, girl, let me be fat because I used to be an athlete. I used to be smaller and I used to be tall. And now at 39, I don't have that same tall body. Um, people expect me to still have that body. I'm like, I'm a grown woman now. Yes, I carry my weight differently, but that doesn't mean that I'm pregnant. So it is offensive in a way because if you come to a person like me that's used to be an athlete, being an athlete, and I'm no longer that, and I don't have my athletic body, sometimes that can be um, really hurtful. I'm sorry. Sometimes that can be really hurtful. Um, and, you know, you just don't know what people are going through mentally with their bodies changing. Because as much as I try to work out, as much as I, you know, just I have to do things differently because I'm not as athletic as I used to be when I was younger. So, right. whereas I'm used to keeping my weight maintained from playing basketball, softball, and interacting in those ways, I don't get to do that as much now. So, so this is why I say, what what do we ask as a person? Because the, I, I, there's the, are, so hold on. Let me let me make sure. Let me let me get to. Are you less offended if a woman asks you that versus a man asking you that? Or are you offended both the same? I'm offended both the same. Okay. All right. So, so, so my question is, 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 um, I just lost my train of thought. Ah, so, go ahead. So if, if, if somewhere were, if someone was coming up to me saying, are you pregnant? How should they ask that question? Like, well, yeah, how, how would you ask no that? Real, it's no real way to, I don't I just think got there's it back. no real way to answer, ask that question because you don't know what that woman is going through. So it's like, Right, but but it's a no win situation for guys, it and this, is. this is what is. I mean by that. This is what I mean by that. I got my train of thought back. So if I come to you and I say, "Hey, sis," or I come to you and say, "Hey, wife," or I come to you and say, "Hey, girlfriend," or "Hey, husband," regardless of what your choice is, um, and you say, "Hey, let's go to the gym." Now you just like, "Damn, you trying to call me fat?" Like, so th there's no there's no way to 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 drum up enough to get the conversation going to figure out if you're pregnant or not. Now, like, but, saying, hey, let's go to the gym, you know, is it <laughs> as, as offensive as, are you pregnant? Yeah, so how do you... I would, so I would say, you ask, hey, do you want to go out for drinks? Because they're not going to drink if they're pregnant. That's true. That's, uh, how I found out my, that's how I found out my best friend was pregnant. Um, We were out drinking, and she was like, oh, no, I'm not going to drink. I'm like, you're not going to that's usually a tell, telltale sign yep. right there. Yep. Well, here's the thing. That's here's the thing. What does it matter if you realize that somebody's pregnant or not? It's not like they got a new haircut or something. And they're going to be like, oh, thanks for noticing I got my haircut. And I'm going to be like, oh, thank you for noticing I'm pregnant. So that's just you trying to be nosy. That's all it is. <laughs> yeah, but that's, that's just like, that's just like uh, I saw a meme, bro. I, I saw a meme and uh, me and my wife had this discussion as well. And, and this kind of ties this in and I guess it's going to move us to the next conversation. They said that guys can hang out with a group of guys and chill and vibe like hell and not, don't know anybody's name Correct. and nobody introduced what job or nothing. They say you can walk into a group of moms and they know where they live, what their husbands do. Like y'all a different breed when it comes to just like just vibing and how y'all vibe. So it's it's different in how we look at things. So you have to take that in consideration too. 
Well, I would yeah. say. Oh, I, well, I agree 100%. That's the difference between men and women. Guys don't care. They're just there <laughs> enjoying whatever y'all are bonded over. Maybe it's a game or. Well, right. Well, right. When it, comes to, when it comes to guys, like, nobody cares. Like, we just talk about what's going on. Like, we're never going to get into relationship right. stuff. Right. We're never going to get into, like, what we do for a living because we don't care what the other person is doing or what they're dealing with. All we care about is what we're watching or what we're dealing it's with. It's the conversation time. piece. So yeah. when we ask you if you're pregnant or it's not that we care not, it's a conversation piece because that's literally, like, the first thing. Like, if you saw somebody that got a new dress, you're like, damn, I see you with the new dress. It's God, no God. different. And we're not going to ask you. It's no different. So if the if, Cut. Right, yeah, we may not notice your hair or something like that, but like, do something with your eyes, put some contacts in. Like, damn, you do something different with your eyes. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, it, it's so it's a conversation piece for us, and it's not like we're we're one of those people because we're used to vibing with guys that we don't know their names and just talking about. Because now you can let anything fly out of your mouth. You don't know nobody knows you, and you don't know them, so you getting a true essence of who that person is so those vibes are cool so you ask questions that you probably normally wouldn't ask anybody else in this this field of people because you just vibing and you like oh man you was cool as hell man same time next week same time next week and we roll on women they gotta get phone numbers they gotta know like okay what area town you live in like that's it's a lot i understand because of safety issues and and things like that that come with a woman i'm not saying that i i know what it feels like to be a woman i'm just telling you that there's a fundamental difference between men and women and this is one of those differences it is and then you also have to factor in that it's hard most women don't like to tell that they're pregnant in the first trimester because of the high risk of uh, miscarriages. So some women may may be and may not want to announce until after their first trimester, especially if they've already uh, miscarried previously. I understand all this. All I'm saying, Liz, is I'm trying to find a way for us <laughs> men to safely have a conversation with women about whether or not they are pregnant or not pregnant, whether they gain weight or not, like a safe way where nobody's offended and there we're going to talk about it. There isn't one. There, I, I'm just saying, I don't think there, there's more. Well, and the thing is, like, why? Why do you want to talk about it? We just talked about how guys can vibe about whatever, nothing. And then when you were talking about trying to find out if somebody's pregnant or gain weight, you ain't worried about that. So I'm going to tell you something, and this is a hot button topic for me. Just try to figure out if you can crack jokes or not. No, no, this is the, this is a hot button topic for me, Tom. And, and for real, man, like uh, this is a hot button for me. This is why I feel like that I can go to any guy, any guy, and I do it all the time. I tell Tom all the time he's fat. I tell guys all the time that they're fat. Bill, tell them fat as hell. Like, bro, you fat. Like, I I will tell men when they're fat if if I have a relationship with them. Like, yo, you fat, Gary. He on the cusp of being fat. Tell him that all the time. Tell him that all the time. But here's the thing, though. I will get upset if a woman tell a man that they fat only because I can't do that to her. Only because I can't do that to her. That's the only reason why I get mad at women for calling other people fat because it's not reciprocated. Okay, let's. Okay, let's. You see what I'm saying, though? You see what I, I'm I see that. I see that. I don't think anyone should necessarily call anybody fat unless you have a personal relationship with them. But on the flip side, too, we have. There's another conversation which we don't. We don't have to get into this when we talk about women being pregnant. Are they pregnant? 
uh, women don't. We can't tell you guys, grown folks talk, we can't tell you guys that you're not performing in the bedroom properly because it gets offensive. <laughs> That's the route you're going. Oh, every man. Shot <laughs> fired. Every man thinks they are high performing, and every man is not high performing. Okay, so so that's so so if we do vice versa, I think we give y'all grace in that department. So give us grace in the pregnancy department. Okay, we we want to thank you for coming on, Shania. Okay. <laughs> oh no, I'll actually comment on this. I don't. <laughs> I want to hear it. I mean, I'll comment on this. So no, I will 100% agree with you that men don't live up to it all the time. I agree with that. I, that that is a known thing because it's not easy for men to do that unless you're a porn star. That is a fact. But I don't think men aren't willing to listen to what you want to please you. I think a lot of times they're not willing to give that out or men aren't willing or some men aren't willing to try to make to please the other the to their significant yeah. other. But there's also women out there that aren't telling them either because they're afraid they can't. But I think they yep. can. A lot of guys would take that advice and try to use yeah. it if you if it was offered to them. But I think a lot that, that's the little stigma is, oh, we can't tell them because they may get offended. Some will, but most of them won't. I promise you. At least I, most I don't I don't I don't like that smirk she got on her face, Gary. I don't like that smirk. And because I don't like it, we're gonna end that with her. We was probably supposed to have you for 15 minutes. Okay. 15 minutes was supposed to be the longest you supposed to be on here. You done been on here for way longer. Thank you for joining us, Shanae. Uh you take it I easy. Enjoyed y'all. <laughs> okay. Thank you for coming on. Yeah. She had to her. Bye. Hey. You just gonna let her drop a bomb and leave like that? God, yeah, no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> hey, we can't win this one. You don't want to discuss it. Okay, win, man. Bye, Chanel. Bye. Yeah, we'll we'll pick this up later, guys. On the All next right. topic, <laughs> remove her from the car. <laughs> Had to get rid of her. Um, but. On to the Super Bowl, Gary. What did you think about the Super Bowl game itself, bro? Um, I think the MVP should have been from the losing team. What? Mm-hmm. Jalen Hurts should have been the MVP of the game. No, no. For, do, do it. I What? Threw for 300 yards, one passing touchdown, and three rushing touchdowns. That's MVP. That's true. That's MVP because numbers. he did fumble. He did fumble. It allowed Kansas City to win the game with that fumble touchdown. So, plus all the stuff he did for his own team. Plus he did uh, that's that's what that's what blows my absolute mind, Tom. That people would say that, including you, Gary. Because if you're gonna win the MVP on the losing team, you have to be perfect. I mean, if he does not have the fumble, well, he wouldn't be he on the losing team. He, he still would have no, won it, though. He wouldn't won it. No, 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 no. I'm saying even if they lost and he didn't have the fumble, they still wouldn't give it to him because it only ever happened once in history. Yeah, he would have had to. What what was that one in history? It, it happened. It was a defensive player back in like the seventies, eighties. It was a linebacker for the Cowboys. He won it from a losing team. Okay. Well, with that being said, if Jalen Hurts goes for everything that he did and he does not cost them that seven points to actually lose the game, 
then he wouldn't be on the losing team, and it'll be a different conversation. Yeah, but I, I'm saying even if they didn't, and they still lost, he sure, still wouldn't have won. Have to be perfect, bro, on the losing team in order to win that. I'm talking about you got to be a receiver that went nine for nine. 180. It has to be something stupid and ridiculous. You see what I'm saying, Time? Like, it has to be something to where th- there was no mistakes made. Four for four, 314 yards, four touchdowns, and he made every block. He made every. You see what I'm saying? It has to be a perfect game. Oh, no, no, I understand that, but like, didn't Patrick Mahomes want it, right? Patrick Mahomes won it, yeah. He passed for 180 yards. Yeah, that's on the winning team. Like you got to pick. I know, but like that's what I'm saying. Like they have MVP numbers. Like nobody on the on the Chiefs had MVP numbers. That's the problem. That's yeah. why I said it could have went to Jalen Hurts because nobody had literally MVP numbers Wait, on this the Chiefs. most valuable player on the winning team. No, that was the most Patrick valuable player in the game. That was Patrick Mahomes. But it, it's not the most valuable player on the the it's field. Supposed to be in the game, it is supposed to be that. Yes, and you you wasn't the most valuable player. No, it's supposed to be the most valuable player in the game, not by team if you win or lose. Is what the actual thing is. We've had this conversation about multiple MVPs. That is what the MVP is Gary, supposed to be. I'm, the best player on the field in that game. Gary, I'm gonna tell you something, Gary. When I was in high school, we played in the. Uh, the state championship game. This name will never leave my memory. Okay. His name is Slade Camp. You can look him up. Wide receiver. Uh, um, in the state playoff game, Gary, this kid had 14 catches. He was 14 for 14. He had like 406 yards and had six touchdowns, like five or six touchdowns. It was something stupid, bro. They lost. They lost to us. We ended up winning the state championship game. They lost to us. Overall, I had, like, I thought this kid should have won the MVP. I thought this kid should have won the MVP. It was something stupid. To the point to where he came out in an interview and said the school that he wanted to go to that didn't get a scholarship from, they offered his ass and gave him a scholarship. He balled out that. I was at corner, Gary. I gave up a few of these touchdowns. I'm <laughs> pretty sure I gave up all the yards that he got that day. But in my opinion, I thought he should have won MVP even though they lost the game. It was a close game. We won 34-33. Uh, to 33. It was a close game. We ended up doing – Something similar to what Kansas City Chiefs did and running the clock out. Uh, but it was crazy because, like, thinking back, I'm like, dude, this kid should have won the MVP. But he wasn't perfect. He played on defense. He gave up a couple touchdowns. You have to be perfect, Gary, in order to win the MVP on the defensive side. And for you to say that Jalen Hurts did that is bullshit. No, I just think he had the best. He was the best player on the field at that day. Also, he gave up seven, Gary. He may have, yes, but he was still the best player on the field, and that's what the MVP should go to. But if we, since you I, asked the question about the game, and then time, I'll let you in. Okay, real quick, while we're talking about this, while we're talking about this, does that mean you think LeBron should have won the MVP that year? That Andre Iguodala won it. The huh? I, I mean, no, oh, because he actually shut down LeBron some. He had thirty points a game. <laughs> No, he had one game where LeBron only had like 18 points. No, go go look at the stats from that series. And would I be fine with that? Yes, I would be fine with that though. Like, okay. I think it should go to the best player in the game on that on that day. 
or that series or whatnot. It shouldn't always go to the player that's on the winning team. Okay, gear. All right. That's, that's but remember, right. I've said that for MVPs in general for everything. It shouldn't go on to the best player on the best team. It should go to the best player, regardless how your team did on the whole year, because you can only control what you can do. You can't control your whole team. Okay. All right. right. But that so overall in the whole aspect of the actual game, uh, I think the game was entertaining. I think the whole problem is everything's going to be remembered about that last call that basically gave the game to the Chiefs. You could have called it either way. Do I think they should have called it? No. Could I see them calling it? Yes. But in that big, it wasn't as blatant as everybody's making it. Some people are making it out to be, and it wasn't as not blatant as other people are making it out to be. I, it's a judgment call. I think that's the problem with the thing is it's going to go down to that is the reason everybody, everything's, everybody's going to remember is that call. Gary, you have never been so wrong on the podcast ever, bro. You, you're expecting a ref, bro. I, I, I heard Ryan Clark say this, and I don't agree with a lot of stuff that Ryan Clark says, but this is one of the few things that I agree with him. You're expecting a ref that makes that call all the time not to make that call because of uh, the magnitude of the game, Gary. It was a hole. It was a hole. I don't think they. It was a hole. I don't think they make the call all the time. I think they make it sometimes. Sometimes they don't. That's the but, problem. It is. It's a judgment so, call. Was it not a hole? I think at the beginning, but you're allowed to touch him in within five yards. But you see That's what I'm thing. saying though? Like he held him. No, he held no. him. No, I agree, but they didn't throw it till later, and that's the thing. So I, my biggest problem is I feel like calls like this, especially if you want to do it, say, hey, last three minutes of the game, if it's a big call, make it reviewable. It's that simple, and then you'll say, right, okay, he held him, it maintains, versus leaving the referee out to dry because he's making a judgment call like that. What did y'all just, think about I have no idea what he said. What, what did he say? No idea, but yeah. I'll continue. Uh, so, well, I, I think I, I was shocked said that he held him afterwards. Oh, he said he did. Yeah, like that's what I said. I said it could go either way. Sometimes no. that gets called, sometimes it doesn't. But that's what I'm saying. If you just make it where you don't have to worry about it and say, hey, we're going to review this. If you make it reviewable, hey, there you go. We'll know in 30 seconds he held him. Okay, it's up call. Now nobody can say a word because at least you reviewed it and it was. it's like that. Because it's judgment call. Because sometimes those get called, sometimes they don't. It's not 100%. So if you make it where it was reviewable, now you have 100%. You're good to go, and there's no issues. Gary, I read you all wrong, Gary. I read you all wrong. I, I, I knew that when we was coming on this podcast today that we would not be discussing the whether he healed or whether he not healed. We were going to get locked up more so in a conversation on what's a catch and what's not a catch. So I am completely caught off guard I, by you talking I said he about. Didn't hold him. I said, but I said, my only problem is the inconsistencies with referees in general. Sometimes that's called, sometimes yeah. it's not. But here's that's the thing, though. The only reason why you get such a variation of it being called and not called because you have different officiating crews. If you had the same officiating crew, on every game, you'll get the same results. So, because we have different officiates, di- uh, different officials officiating different games, you're gonna get a 
okay, this one calls it all the time. This guy doesn't call it. Call it. Here's the thing. He called all the ones that he saw the whole game. It's not like he was inconsistent. It's just the refing, the refs as a whole are inconsistent and no, not and making that's, a call. I know that's the problem is the refing as a whole is inconsistent. That's what I'm saying. Like certain things like this that could affect a game should be reviewable. That's my only thing. Like I he held him though. What are you reviewing? He held him. Again, I have no problem with it being called. I'm saying it could go either way. You can say he did or didn't. It's whatever. Yeah. I'm good with it. It doesn't matter. I'm just saying because it's not reviewable, now it's going to be a talking point. Everybody's going to forget about the game actually being entertaining. That's all it's going to come down is that last call. Because if they reviewed it and everybody's like, oh, they reviewed it and they said it's not a it was a hold and all that kind of stuff, then nobody's going to talk about it anymore because it got reviewed, but it's not reviewable. And I think that's why it's going to be the talking point. Now, if you want to talk about the catches, we can talk about that too. That's what I'm saying. That's what we should have been talking about Gary, because we were talking about the question was, is what did you think about the game? So you was telling us what you thought about the game. No, I'm telling everybody, everybody's talking about, I think the game was entertaining. Uh, when you said that, I'm like, wait, what? Like, he's not talking about what's the catch, what's not a catch. Why are we still talking about whether or not this guy held this guy or not on whether or not he, it should have been called or not called? It was called. It was a whole. It's over with. What we need to figure out what is what a catch and what's not a catch. Like, okay, did you see that? That was big in the game to me. One, there was two. Right. So the one that I I thought they were both no catches. Okay. I thought they were both no catches. Correct. Well, the one that was called a no catch, a lot of people said that was a catch because he was he bobbled it. I thought it hit the ground because you got to maintain Devon it. Smith, yes, through, through the catch with with him. So the second one with the tight end, where they 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 challenged it, it was a big first down. I think that was bigger in the game than whether or not that call was being called because that made a, a first down, put them in the field goal range, and even allowed them to even take the. You see what I'm saying? Like that's yeah. just as big. <laughs> You ain't even talking about the right one. He's talking about Dallas Goddard. Yes. I'm talking about Miles Sanders, the catch fumble. You gonna tell me that was oh, a catch? That was Gainwell. No, that was Miles Sanders. Trust me, I know, I know because I was like, uh, because I had an over under problem on Miles Sanders receiving. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so that was another one. Like uh, I would have said that was a catch because because they really controlled that ball and started to turn up field, but, but it was the, just like he didn't have very much time. And it got knocked out. I don't see how that's not a catch. Well, the problem with it all is they've instituted so many new rules. Like, you have to take a third step instead of two. It used to be two steps with control. And nowadays, you have to make an attempt to make your third step. And he wasn't. So that's why they overturned it. They're just adding more and more stuff because of the, the disguise of safety and taking trying to take things away from referees. Because, like... The whole stuff started with the catch, with the ball hitting the ground. You got to maintain it through the ground with Calvin Johnson. When he caught the ball, used the ball to get up and drop the ball. And they said it was a no catch. That's where the whole thing began was with all that crap. And it just, it's gotten so convoluted and it's all over the place. I don't really think referees and people actually know what is, what constitutes as a catch, what doesn't, because as you can see, we have so many discrepancies with so many things that happen. Nobody really knows, and we're just leaving it up to New York to make those decisions. Bro, Gary, <laughs> I don't – we'll never find out what a catch is and what Correct. a not catch is. Correct. So, 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 so with that being said, us not knowing what a catch is and uh, what a catch is, what isn't a catch, us making the call, not making the call – 
there was a lot of plays in there in this 35 to 38 game that should have been made that wasn't made. Um, on every play, if you called a hole, Gary, if you called a, what they, what we just saw in the Super Bowl, I'm going to tell you what's going to happen because it ended that way. It's The NFL is a reactive league. We know that uh, a couple years ago when the pass interference happened with the New Orleans Saints, where they hit the guy to end up going to the Super Bowl, you can then now instant replay or review uh, pass interferences. They they did away with that because it was holding up the game. Well, there's going to be some type of reaction to what happened in the Super Bowl with this holding call and officials. So now moving forward in big games like this, the NFC Championship game, the AFC Championship game, playoffs, games that require you to move on, refs now will not make that call because of the moment and the, the, the shit that's going on right now. That backlash, Gary. And that's bull crap, bro. That's bullshit. And you know it, bro. These refs are doing their job, man. And they're doing it to the best of their ability. And I'm not a ref guy. I'm I'm against them like I'm against a whole lot of other people in life. But I I, I understand that they're there to do a job. And this guy did his job correctly. And especially if you're a Kansas City Chiefs fan, he definitely did his job right. No, I agree. I Like I say... I've said I'm not against the referees. I think the problem is the NFL makes the rules so hard for referees to officiate. They have no they're they're gonna be wrong no matter what. And that's on the NFL because they take things away from replay and they add things that don't make sense. And they had this new like I said, like we talked about last week. If they had this new rule where they're looking at the tackling from behind and falling. How are you? That's a judgment call. How are you going to judge that? And then that's how you tackle people. Like, I don't know how you can put referees in that position and then expect them to make the right call because it's all judgment based. And half the time, you're not, you're going to be wrong because you don't know how the rule is enforced. And that's what a lot of the problem is, is the rules are so, are changing so much. And it's little intricacies that screw the referees and it makes them look bad. And they're, and they're not held accountable for anything because the NFL just lets it go because they know what they're doing. And that's the problem. You saw after the NFC and AFC championship game, two of the worst officiated games I've seen in a long time. Roger Goodell literally said to the media, I yeah. think officiating is the best it's ever been. Blew my mind. But he's, <laughs> he's doing the, the, the speak he has to do to talk yeah. up the officials because of how bad the championship games were. I, I, I agree with you, Gary. I, I agree with you 100%. I, I'm not saying that. This is what I'm saying. The officiating, there's no need for the officiating crew to get better or get any worse. We can keep complaining about the fi- officiating crew like it's our problem, but it's not our problem, Gary. It's the NFL. It's the NFL. Yes. So why are we taking on like, as if it's our problem? This is one of those phenomenons, Gary, that I have not been able to understand since I've been playing football. When you're playing football, the people are always on ownership side, right? But then they take full responsibility for the officiating, even though that that's the NFL thing. Like, damn, man, these damn they, – they, they act like the officials don't work for the NFL. Like, they're their own little thing as if the NFL is not teaching them the rules of these games. So right. it's, 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 it's very interesting that we even go the route that we even go in terms of officials. So with that being said, let's hold the NFL accountable for these officials by just not going to the games. 
Like you, you, you won't go to a game if a player decided to you. You knew what they stood for. Like ah, oh, now nah, I don't agree with what they stand for. I ain't going to the game. You can affect the money that way. Why don't you affect the money with officials? You're not you're not happy or entirely uh, happy about the officials. Show them you're not happy about the officials. Resend that season ticket. Don't go to those games. I bet them damn officials get better then. Yeah, but NFL knows that people aren't going to do that, so it ain't going to matter. And that's the thing. Oh, I, people I didn't aren't know. Yeah, I thought that. we was. I thought we was woke. I thought that's what we was doing. Yeah, now, when it comes to football, people aren't willing to My give bad, it up for some bro. reason. My bad. I ain't know. But no, My bad. I agree with you. The aspect that everybody jumps down officials' throats and doesn't talk about the people that are teaching the officials and the, changing the rules and making things so hard for officials. The only sport that's, that's not like that is baseball. Baseball is a completely judgment when they're on the strike zone. It's all on what you see. As a, now, that's only on the official. That's not on the league because there's not different rules for that. It's, whatever this person's strike zone is, that's different. But same with basketball. Basketball, the NBA needs it. Things are getting so ticky-tack because the NBA is telling them to be more ticky-tack. So it makes the officials get more blowback and all that kind of stuff. And the officials are getting roasted for it, but the NBA should be the ones getting roasted because they need to be better at teaching the officials certain things, or they need to make sure the officials are better. That comes on the the, in the NBA or NFL in that aspect to make sure their officials are better equipped and not making it as confusing for them to make calls and harder to understand how these rules are put into place. Like, because that's the thing, a lot of them don't understand all the intricacies because every it changes every year. They have these new meetings every year where they change little things about, oh, you can't block the guy here. You can't do this. Well, now it's something new the referees have to learn. Right. And then not only that, too, people are creatures of habits. And, like, what do you have one of those officials? Like, if that's the case, Gary, and you you tired of getting all these calls, why don't you put officials in place of the Super Bowl that are considered those that are let you play, the ones that let you play? Yeah. Why don't we just put a whole bunch of those kind of refs in the NFL if that's what y'all want? Or you don't want them playing – you want the game to be close, like, or do you not – you see what I'm saying, Gary? Does yeah. it all depend on game situation on what refs you want? Or do you want – do you want you want the refs to just let you play? I would say you'd want the refs that are the most accurate. But how? what grading scale are you grading them on, though, Gary? That's something I think the NFL has. I'm sure they have – I would hope they have something. But I have no idea because I doubt they use it because I know the NBA says they have something like that. And there's no chance they use it with people that get big games. Same with college football. Some some yeah. crews get big games that make no sense on how they got big games. But I, I don't so, know. It's so I'm, 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 I'm going to say this and then we can end this podcast, Gary. I, for one, think that every ref out there, basketball, football, uh, whatever professional sport it is. Everything that you're saying right now, Gary, I feel is a judgment call based on that official. And this is why I say that. Because there's certain players throughout their careers that either have made this statement or this statement has been made in the game. So, And I've heard this on many levels, multiple levels, so you don't hear this unless it's true. And that is, is you think you're going to get that call, young buck? You got to put a couple more years in the league before you get that call. That statement would you never exist. A lot of you, if that was the case, 
and it wasn't a judgment call, that statement would never exist because everybody across all lines, whether it's your first year or whether it's your fifth year, get the same calls. Well, and I think a prime example, which I know time will bring this up, so I'll do it before he does, Cam Newton. He didn't get hit calls all the time for getting hit late and stuff like that, but Tom Brady gets them when he gets tapped. There was a – there's a. it's not by race. It's because of who Tom Brady was. And and the buy and the bias because of seven time Super Bowl guy all this kind of stuff and the numbers and stuff like that same with Lamar Jackson the scrambling quarterbacks they get less protection than those pocket guys for some reason and that's a judgment thing now should that be no hundred percent but right hundred percent that happens and it's also but also I don't think like Justin Herbert gets calls who's who's a pocket guy because he's a younger guy he's not going to get calls Aaron Rodgers is going to get. In the hit in the back rip fill. That's just not going to happen. Is because of the younger guys. I think that is a big a big deal in all sports. The older guys, the vets, get more calls benefiting them than the younger guys will get in those high positions like a quarterback or if you're in basketball, like a, a, the the main scorer of your team, you're going to get more calls than that younger guy. He's not going to get those. I think that is a thing that should not be part of it because that's so- that so, shows so, the bad part of the officiating. So if we accept that, Gary, we have to accept this official's call on him making this holding call in this situation because we also accept him not getting a call because he's too young and don't have enough years in the league. I would agree. That's why I feel that way. I agree. And Tom, you got anything on the officials before we go? No, I think the officials are a mafia anyway. That's why you got Ed Hockley's son rolling through as one of the head officials now. So they they they, they train up train them up how they want them, and then they just keep putting them out. Well, um, that sounds like yeah. a good one. That yeah, like a good that was, one yeah, it sounds like a wrap with this shitty audio. We got to get time together. Like I, I mean, <laughs> we just gonna point out the elephant in the room because there is one, and he's not in the room. He's in a circus. <laughs> Who's that? Did you just call me fat again? <laughs> <laughs> hey, it always come full circle. See what I did there? <laughs> <laughs> but he can he can do that because because you're a male and you're a friend. We out. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. You are now listening to the Cinnamon and Sugar Podcast featuring D'Angelo Williams and Gary Barnage. You are now listening to the Cinnamon and Sugar Podcast featuring D'Angelo Williams and Gary Barnage. You are now listening to 